thing. Um, uh, punch bag, balloon, uh, hot air balloon, bangle, dangle, um, uh, grape. Uh, fig. Oh shit! I'm not terrible. <laughs> You're terrible. That's fig. obvious. No, it's not. Uh, holding a fig. <laughs> No, this okay. is the w- fishing. No! <laughs> okay, come on. Welcome to I Wish I Was an Only Child, where we, Rachel... That's me. ...and me, Kathy Mason, speak to other siblings about the dynamic of their relationship so we can see where we're going wrong. In this episode, we speak to writer and comedian Athena Kuglenu and her twin brother, Seth. Athena writes for Horrible Histories, the Russell Howard Hour, and is a lead writer for the sketch show Sketchtopia. And her brother, Seth, lives in Australia. I found them confusingly harmonious. And I thought it sounded like quite a nice life. Who's the funniest? Well, she's professional. I'm the. Fun- I mean, I'm the funniest. I feel like an arsehole saying it, but I'm. The- I think I'm the funniest. <laughs> there were people in this world, and my partner's like this too. I think there are people in this world who just sort of aren't funny, and I think my brother is one of them, and yeah. my partner's one of them too. Like you just, it's not like they don't try. I'm not funny. <laughs> so you, you think Seth isn't funny? I think he's not funny. <laughs> I'm not funny. Rach said that. No, I know I'm not funny. Maybe I'm a funny person, but I'm not like you're a comedian funny. Right, so you mean people laughing at you rather than... Yeah, probably. That, no, that's, I don't understand. I don't understand. I would just commentate. I think what it is, is Seth's very yeah. technical and I'm a bit more creative. I think when you have a very literal brain, humour relies on like a real flexibility with with the way you see things and thinking outside of the box, whereas mm. Seth is the more literal person and I'm less so. So when we say so, when you say someone's not funny, it's like funny isn't a given. Like I'm not particularly good with numbers, you mm. know, like it's just it's just a neutral, for me, it's a neutral personality trait. And obviously like, I mean, I've, I've been performing comedy for like eight or nine years. So not only was I, did I start off funny, I've been engineering the funny in my brain. Do you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I'm sure yeah, if yeah, Seth yeah. took a stand-up course like I done and then hit the circuit, they'd probably be funny within that. But did, I think it's to do with the, the literal way of thinking mm. more than like, you know, an insult. But I, th- I find that interesting because I don't think anyone doesn't think they're funny. I think if you talk to most anyone, I've never said to anybody, Are you, do you think you're funny? Everyone thinks they're funny. So <laughs> Seth, I've never heard anyone say that. Really? Genuinely? Oh, really? Oh. I don't think, yeah, I don't think I'm funny. Right. That's amazing. So, so, so you're saying, so Athena, you're more creative, you're saying, and Seth is more, what, what do you do, Seth? <laughs> I'm a business analyst. Of uh, course. Okay. <laughs> IT, in of IT. Of course. So you're the introvert. No, 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 I'm the introvert. I'm quite extroverted. I'm the introvert, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really? So how does that work? Um... Yeah, I, I just I like I'm I'm quite I'm very social. I like to be entertaining, but not in a funny way. Essentially, maybe I am. Maybe I'm quite amusing, but not in a typical way that uh, you would say I make jokes or right. I make people laugh. But people laugh about my mannerisms and things I do, and sometimes my reaction to things I'm quite I'm quite extreme in reactions sometimes, and people find that hilarious. Like what? Like for what? example, you just explode. My voice goes up really high. <laughs> Well, I hope that happens in the podcast. <laughs> and, and ever since I've been uh, younger, people just, when I say things, it kind of sticks. So even now from like 15 years ago, people will say something that I've said 
in the extreme voice because it, my reaction was so extreme at that time that they find it hilarious. Oh, I really Athena, hope that happens. Athena, can you give us an example of that? Oh, it's, it's weird because I, because I lived with him for a long time. I couldn't give you one example of him being extreme because it's just, it was a daily occurrence. So <laughs> it was amazing. just, it, I would say that, I mean, Seth probably won't appreciate me saying this, but I would say in terms of, you know, when, you, when, you're, when you're not allowed to get what you want from your parents, I would say Seth would probably react a bit more than I would. I just remember one time, you, probably, you might remember this, there was year, years, we had this computer and when we were old, so back in the day, having a computer was a big deal. And is it a ZX Spectrum? No, it was like, a, I can't even remember the brand, but it was like a desktop PC. We loved yeah. it. We the spent, No, it was the tiny, tiny, I oh, think. Oh, tiny, yeah, so, the tiny. Yeah, yeah. And we loved it because we just we just worshipped it. We both really liked computers when we were younger. And before the internet, you had to build your own network. So you had to take you literally had to take your computer to someone else's house and connect it. That's how it worked. And it was called a LAN connection or whatever. Wow. And so there was one evening Seth wanted to take this computer to somebody's house to connect it. Now you have to understand that this represented like five years of my mum's savings. Right? We didn't know this at the time. You don't think like that when you're a kid. And the idea of mm-hmm. it being taken out of the house was mortifying to my mum. So she was like, you can't take the computer out of the house. And Seth's reaction, I just remember staring at him going, bloody, you're, this is humiliating for you. Stamping his feet and, you know, just like, <laughs> just like that. And I just remember thinking, it's, you just want to play Duke Nukem. Like, it's not a big deal. Like, it's, you're just going to play Doom when someone's living. I think yeah, it was Command you're just, and Conquer. Yeah, you're just going yeah, to play a silly little game in someone's house. And, you, it's, and the, the whole point of going to someone's house is that you don't have to use the phone line. So little things like that, I remember, because mm-hmm. I always remember sort of being very accepting, not all the time, but I was always very accepting of discipline. I wasn't that social kid. I, I was like, easy come, easy go when it came to hanging out with my friends. So I was like, oh, we can't go. Great. I want to stay home, read my book and eat biscuits. Like, it's like, it's like please let me stay home. Just... <laughs> so yeah, that'd be one example. Seth, do you agree with that? Do yeah. Yeah. I used to like, like when I wasn't allowed out and out of the house to socialise, I'd like be in the strop. I was always very kind of active and going out, etc. that. And I was, I still am to a certain extent. So you were the rebellious one. You were totally the rebellious one. Yeah, but um, in, in the rebellious as we were, I wasn't too rebellious. In a square way. <laughs> <laughs> so so what, sorry, to give us sort of set the scene, where did you grow up? Uh, in North London, suburbia. Okay, so you grew up in North London. How would you describe each other in, in a nutshell? So Seth, how would you describe Athena? In what way, personality-wise? Yeah. To me, she's very reserved. And not secretive, but she keeps herself to herself. And I think we both have a bit of that as well. And she's very observant. She kind of doesn't, she doesn't talk. And I talk a lot and I talk a lot of nonsense. She doesn't talk that much. And when she does talk, you listen because it's like, she's talking sense, essentially. <laughs> yeah. It's profound. She speaks profound. <laughs> I'm like Obama. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't think I've ever recalled you being, like, you're always very calm. Always. And just kind of content with everything, whereas I sound. Isn't that because Seth? You yeah, you took all the rage and the uh, the tantrums. Yeah, pretty much. And I was always kind of yelling and just being just <laughs> not generally annoying. So maybe that's how, yeah, that's how we grew up. But yeah, she's always very calm and peaceful and just very content with everything. And she's she's obviously very loves to read, loves to keep herself to herself. Whereas I'm a bit more just a bit kind of more extroverted. But strangely, Athena, you've ended up as the performer. That's quite common, though, isn't it? Yeah. But I'm like, I'm angry all the time. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm, High five. I'm, but you're quietly angry. I'm furious. I'm, yeah, I'm furious. It's, and that is exactly... Most of my comedy, my creative work comes from my fury. You know, I'm furious. I'm furious with... Um, sorry, but white people, <laughs> you get on my nerves. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. wake up in the morning and you just think, how? why is the world like this? I'm furious with men. Why are they like that? <laughs> why are you like this? I'm furious with the government. So... But I think what it is, is I've, I've became quite articulate, quite young. Mm. Being articulate is so important. It's such a, a life skill for young people, especially. Because if you're angry, a lot of the time it's an emotion, mm. but you don't necessarily have the words for how you're feeling. Whereas I always had the words for, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with this decision, but I understand the context within which it is. Do you know what I mean? So I always was, I was always able to really... Mm-mm process my emotions very clearly so lots of things I mean so many things I mean I, I wake up angry every day I'm so it's probably why I've got grey hair my brother doesn't have as much grey hair as I do oh. because he probably lets out his rage in a very healthy way whereas because I process a lot and it's all in my head it comes out through you know my I look like Billy Ocean if I don't dye my hair it's just <laughs> it's just but ridiculous. the comedy is allowing you to have uh, an outlet Oh yeah, absolutely, mm. absolutely, absolutely, yeah. But I'm furious all the time at things like at things I have no power to change, which makes me mm. more angry. But that's life. That's how it is. Yeah, yeah. And so, but that's not how Seth described you. So that's quite interesting that Seth described you. Yeah, but yeah, and that's I'm pleased because I wouldn't want someone to to know as I, I wouldn't want people to generally know how mm. angry I am on a day to day basis. I wouldn't have any friends. I mean, people would just be staying out of my way. I'd be like drunk guy on the bus who <laughs> barks at people, right? Sorry, I think, how, how would you describe Seth? God, he used all the words already. So I'd say like quite extroverted, very social, very loyal to his friends. He's a very, he's a very loyal person. He has, like, he's very big on sort of commitment. So he lives in Australia and when he, but he comes back to the UK, you know, like all the time. He's very good at like staying in touch with his friends and things. Whereas with me, I can be quite, I can, I'm always saying sorry to people like oh it's been 30 years or whatever so mm. so that's and that's part of my introversion mm-hmm. is extroversion like playing out um but those are the mo- yeah those are the big things like loyal um sort of quite committed and extroverted and social well you had a baby on the same day you both had babies on this that's right isn't it oh yeah yeah yeah. So we haven't done anything together for ages and ages, and then all of a sudden we both. Um, then our mum was always asking us when we're going to have when she's going to have grandchildren, and then she got. No, no. Can I just stop you there? That's you're not you're not getting across the desperation. She, she wasn't like, oh, when you're going to have grandchildren. It's like, where are they? What's happening? Where are the grand? It was it was in It was that like one of the few things me and my mum argued about. Genuinely, it was incessant. I would have friends come to her house and like, because my mum had a nice house and I used to house share, I would have gatherings at my mum's house and she would ask all of them where their grandchildren was. Like, it was just, <laughs> no. it, was in, it was insane. Yeah. And the reason why it would make me really insane is like, you can't just go to Argos, pick up a grandchild. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So I'm out here in London, like trying my best and these mm. trash men are fucking me around. And I was going, where's the grandchild? I'm like, ask this dude. Okay, because I'm like, fuck <laughs> 
Don't, don't ask me. I'm right. I'm, I'm right for the picking. <laughs> so just just to, just to intervene there, it wasn't it yeah. wasn't a normal. Oh, I'd love grandchildren. It was just literally. It was like it was like when you don't pay the council tax and you get those summons. It was. I, it was like getting summons for grandchildren. It was exactly it was, that. It was. It was, was incessant. For both you of both you, felt the pressure. It wasn't just you, Athena. It was both of you. Absolutely both. Yeah. Of us. Yeah. It was both really? of us. It was both of us. Like it was a constant, constant barrage of just when are you having kids? When are you having kids? When I'm having grandchildren? When I'm having grandchildren? It was it was a topic of conversation. I live in Australia, and every time I phone back, that was the same conversation. Is that why you moved to Australia? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Could you imagine? I mean, seriously, so your mum must have been through the roof when you both had children on the same. Yeah, day. yeah. I've, I've, she still I've, is now. She was in hospital. Oh, she was in hospital with me and a friend of. I mean, I had a very interesting birth. I wish I'd been in Australia. <laughs> but I'm told Seth had his first, and I had mine like second. And I'm told when mine was pulled out, she she cleared air like there was about two foot. She's an old woman. Do you know what I mean? She just jumped, and it was just. You know, she definitely would have got. She would in her age in her age category. There was probably some kind of record broken. That day. <laughs> you know, it was. I'm told there was a, a big leap. Mm. So she was very happy. Yeah. So did she know. visit you, Seth, or was your child completely ignored? No. No. <laughs> no, she hasn't visited. No. It's quite. It's a, it's a long how way. How old is your child? How well, old? Is, is it, how um, old are the kids? Nearly two. Yeah, they're two. Oh, that's tough. Yeah. yeah. We've come back to England, so we sit, she's met at she's, order, etc. So that was. Good. Was she hysterical when she met her? The first, actually, the first time I was, I had to stay back in Australia. So the first time my partner brought her over and obviously she brought her back to the house and my mum was loving it. She loved the fact of having the two, the twin cousins, as we call them, just hang around together. And it's just the cutest thing ever. And all the photos, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, no, she's not come out to Australia. My brother has a couple of times. So that's good. So what other siblings do you have? An older brother. Okay. Okay. What's the age difference? 12 years, is it? Yeah, 12, 12 or 13, depending on the time of year. 12 or 13 yeah. years. And are you are you close to him? Yeah, pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, actually. We're probably I'm probably less close to him now. I'm older than when I was younger. But that's also to do with, like, proximity. So he lives, he lives like, just outside of London now. Um, and I think when you have that much of an age gap between siblings... The older sibling has a bit of care and responsibility. Mm. He would discipline us. He would give us homework and you know really? th- things like that. Yeah, and that was that dynamic. I think is quite natural. I don't think it's unusual. And and as a mm. when you're a parent, you you give responsibilities to your kids because you can. It's outsourcing, isn't it? It's just it's outsourcing. So, mm. but he was happy for that as well. I don't know if he if he would agree with this, but I think one of the reasons. So he doesn't have kids now, and I feel like whatever desire he would have had to kind of raise children, I think that was fulfilled with us. So he's just like, I would say that was a big part, a big part of him not having children oh, now. Like he doesn't need, he's been yeah, through I think it. That too. He's changed nappies. He's had, and twins as well. Like I've got one toddler now. I can only imagine the joy of having two. Yeah. Yeah. They're just amazing. That was a question. Having been a twin, when would you want to have twins? Yes, I think. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't engineer it. I wouldn't be. Like, no, if, no. But if, you know, having been in that position, Seth, you went. I I, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's I, one. It's hard enough. Two at the same time. We've both got one, and I Tinder. can't imagine having more than one. Yeah, and twins. I, I don't know how my mum coped with us. You know, twins having twins. I just like it's amazing. I think it's incredible have that so with one i find it so hard especially now with lockdown etc that and having to work and all these things that i i have more even more respect for having people who have twins or triplets etc that they 
amount of resource and time it takes and just energy is incredible. Yeah, yeah. It's, you really, when you have a child, you really respect, you realise what your parents well, have I think done. I look back because we were brought up by a single mum and she had no money and she was a single and it was, I, I look back and I think, and two, I was quite a troubled kid and bringing us up, I just don't know how she did it. I don't know how she did it. You know, you know what's weird? So ours are, you know, two years old now and I look back to their first year of life and I don't know how I did it. No, <laughs> I can't remember. So, so I think you don't actually know how you do it. You just take each day as it comes. How do you feel about both of your kids? Do, do you wish that, because I really want our kids to be really close and Rachel's moving out of London and I'm furious so how do you feel about your two kids not, you know, spending every weekend together? Oh, sad. It's sad. Because, yeah. yeah. It's, especially because they're twins as well. So my, my daughter's middle name um, in, in the Ghanaian language from means female twin. Um, so, but hopefully, I mean, we show her pictures of, of Seth's daughter all the time. And, you know, mm. like we always go through the pictures and watch the videos um, and mm. she knows she knows who who she is, and there are pictures in my mum's house. And whenever she goes to my mum's house, she always points at the pictures. So she, I think, it's so hard when they're so little. You don't know what they remember or not. But she gives me all the signs that she knows what we're doing. And I think, you know, it's yeah. a real shame that we had this interruption. But in in future, yeah. it's something that I'd like to address actually because it's, you know, we never really had cousins growing up because all our family lives abroad, mm. like our extended family. Mm. So, so was it in quite intense because it was just the two of you and your brother? I can't work out because you were, yeah, in terms of how close you were then and how close you are now. I wouldn't say it was intense at all. Like, I, don't, mm. I didn't feel like, oh, I wish I could go to my cousin's house. I never felt mm. that way at all. And also we were always aware that we had massive families in North, we've got big families in North America and big family in Ghana. So because we were always aware of them and we did go and we went on holidays and we saw them and they would come here. So I never felt like it was a pressure cooker or anything like that. I never had that feeling. I don't know about Seth, but I never thought that. No, I didn't. I, I, I was always remember it just being quite relaxed in our house. As in quite, you know, we just hung around and hung around a brother quite a lot and just chilled out. It was, it was quite, yeah, a relaxing environment. It was never a kind of a pressure. And I never had, even though it was a shame that we didn't interact with our, see the cousins as often. I never felt the need to, because I always had the, my family with me, so it was fine. Yeah. Did you not fight then as kids? Were you, was it... I'm sure we fought. Yeah, we fought. Yeah, we def- I'm sure we fought, yeah. Standard. I think a lot of the times we fought, I would be being ridiculous, and Athena just knew how to shut me up. How would she shut you up? Just don't be smarter than me. <laughs> so I'd just like, it, mm-hmm. even now, even now, but basically she knows, uh, just usually if I'm annoyed about something, she can just know how to kind of either calm me down or just shut me up and actually you know in a sense you are be realizing i'm being stupid about it because like i said i mean sometimes i just get hyperactive and get annoyed about certain things for no apparent reason whatsoever yeah that's funny she knows how to just kind of just like kind of shut me up and just say you're an idiot basically yeah i don't know what to say to that i mean i guess that's there's some truth in that but i don't i, I remember arguing um, over silly things but we were never the kind of family to be like I want the remote control no I don't want the remote control like we just never and, I, as, and that might have been because I'm the kind of person where if Seth had something that I wanted I would just let him have it do you know what I mean I wasn't like a confrontational person so I think that's quite unusual though mm. yeah I do between siblings because it seems that everyone we speak to you and you know you're it's te- you have you've got your territory. You're arguing about things. You want what the other person's got. I think that's quite unusual. I put it down to good parenting. I guess. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. we grew up in a home that wasn't like 
we, we didn't have a massive disposable income. Do you know what I'm saying? It wasn't like, you know, all our friends have really nice clothes and really nice trainers and go on holiday every summer and blah, blah, blah. We'd go to like Greenwich. Do you know what I mean? Mm. We were lucky enough to go for a nice home that my, my parents had bought in the 70s. It was actually quite a large home because it bought when you could do that kind of thing. So I think when you have space is a massive mm. psychological benefit of children. We had space. We had a front garden, a back garden. We had our own bedrooms. Uh, like I said, we had everything we needed to indulge ourselves. We had technology. We used to get to, we had a TV from the DR. Oh, the DR. So, you know what I mean? We had a VHS, so we'd watch movies. Yeah, yeah so we, we used to pay rent. For, we never owned a TV, we used to pay rent for a CR TV. But that means when we always had the best TV. No, we, which, did we did we, that. We did yeah. exactly that. Yeah, yeah. so, yeah. but it just little things like that meant like, oh, okay, if someone was in one corner of the house doing something mm. that was that I wanted, I could just go to the other corner of the house. Yeah. And our mum kept us really occupied. We used to bake, mm. you know, so that used to keep us occupied. And my mum taught me to cook. My mum gave me quite a lot of responsibilities, perhaps more so than she gave my brothers. Much more, much more. So I was pre- preoccupied with, you know, cooking or cleaning. Was that okay or did it make you angry? It didn't make me feel anything. I was always quite neutral to it. Okay. I'll tell you something. Yeah. Again, I said I said the word life school earlier. Like it has made me. It sounds a bit corny, but I can run a household <laughs> now, and I've been able to run a household since I left out home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's something that's been nothing denied. Not necessarily denied to my brothers, but like that's why would you not give this to your kids because they're boys? That's bizarre. And I'm really glad that my daughter will inherit the kind of things that I inherited from my mum in terms mm. of like food and culture and cuisine. At the time, I wasn't thinking that. I wasn't thinking, oh, I'm really happy to be making these rotis because <laughs> so, like, I made it for my kids. But I don't, I don't know. I guess I wasn't a very argumentative kid, so I never really objected to it. And I was intrigued as well. And I liked yeah, cooking. Of course. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you like each other's partners? Yes. Have you met Faye? Yeah, I have. But we haven't, like I was about to say, we haven't spent much time together. How, when did you meet him? I can't remember. In November last year. November? I can't remember. Remember, I came to your house. Remember, oh, I came to your house. How, how did I forget this? <laughs> I was a disgrace. <laughs> oh, my God. You were, what so happened? Can what I say, happened? no, do you, no, you tell the story. I want to see, I want to hear your perspective on it. <laughs> All right, this is so, obviously, this is the first, I've been, I live in Australia, so I'm back in um, England for the, first time with my daughter and we're going to go to Athena's new house meet a partner for the first time and uh you know the, the daughter's going to be paying together always a family going for going for lunch and dinner and uh, the night before I had to I had a catch-up with all my old school and uni friends in uh, in London so the next morning I woke up and I had the worst hangover on record like it was bad and I felt 10 times worse because like oh no I've got to go to um Athena's house and she's going to cook dinner and food and I've got to like you know I'm supposed to I'm meeting a partner for the first time like I'm a disgrace I'm a disgrace and then we get a taxi over and I have to open the window because I can't um I can't stop myself from feeling sick oh, while no, with ca- taxis moving in the car no before. I didn't but as soon as I got into the house I said to Athena where's your bathroom oh, no. And I walk straight into the bathroom and just throw up everywhere in the bathroom and then come out and just lie on the couch. And the worst thing is my mum thought I was ill or my mum thought I was sick in some way and she was telling my sister to look after me. And then my sister's like, he's got a hangover. It's his own fault. And I just felt really awful. And then obviously I'm meeting your partner for the first time and I'm just a disgrace. 
And I've got my daughter there. Oh, it was bad. It was really bad. <laughs> I'd, I'd genuinely forgotten it. I'd forgotten this whole story. Because I move on from things quite quickly. Just a big example of that. I'd just forgotten. <laughs> and even now, my partner reminds me of that. Reminds me how bad I was. And I was but, like, I just didn't mean to. It just happened. It was really awful. But this is a really good example of this thing. Like, our mum has always been far too soft on you and our older brother. Far too yeah. soft. And, you know, just like zero sympathy for that individual on my couch. Like zero. Like, you know, you're coming here today. How yeah. easy is it to meet your friends at our big age and not get shit faced? It's so easy. <laughs> it's, you know, we're not 12. It's the easiest thing in the world. I'm just remembering now I was more annoyed at my mum for being like, oh, yeah. you okay? Oh, I think... And my yeah. mum has always made me feel like I'm, like, quite a hostile, aggressive person for being, like, mm. quite honest. Like, you, you know, you've got to be more sympathetic. Mm. Or you, and it's like... But I'm very much like, you mm. reap what you sow. <laughs> like, yeah. I, was, I think that's... And the thing is, <laughs> so. I 100% agree with you. 100%. As in, it was a totally my fault. And I was like, you know, it was just... It was my fault in the state and I was a disgrace. Whereas my mum kept on like pounding over me and I was too hungover to say anything about it as well. So I couldn't say anything. Did you two have a rant? No. Oh, no, no, well, no. Cause, no, cause I, cause no. I, you were more annoyed Athena at your mum. I think Athena knew that I, was, I knew that I was obviously in the wrong, totally. As in, I think she knew that I knew, I wasn't thinking in any way, shape or form that I didn't, I hadn't been just totally ridiculous because <laughs> I had been yeah. totally ridiculous. But uh, I, yeah, yeah, my mum refused to like kind of just actually condemn me for it it said she kind of was trying to get everyone to pander over me <laughs> and, I, and yeah and it's i i, I recognize it because it's happened my uh, as we're growing up our whole life even when i was very young or we were very young i was there wasn't much i could do wrong even though i was the rebellious really? one yeah it's true there wasn't much i could do wrong and it was i was treated in that way because maybe because i was the i was the younger twin like i get i get reminded that i had jaundice as a, as a kid <laughs> even that but like when he was like six months old, do you know what I mean? It's like bloody hell. It's like get over both, it. Both <laughs> my think... theater and my brother always go. He was. Yeah. It doesn't matter. He's got nothing to do with it now. And I'm just like, okay, whatever. But that seems to have set the pace. Yeah. Seth was a more slightly more sickly child than I was, so he needed glasses. I didn't. He always needed fill-ins. I didn't. You know, little things like that. Yeah. So when I say sickly, I don't mean he was poorly, but I just mean my mum would say, "Oh, we don't worry about Athena. She's fine." But Seth, oh dear, you know, and it's all engineering. It's all bullshit. It's all crap. Um, but do you feel angry about that? Athena? No, not at all. No, because it's made you a stronger person. Yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess so. I feel like if you had to choose, how do you want to be treated? Do you want, you know, do you want oven gloves? Mm. Or do you want, you know, do you just want to just be given encouragement and being, have independence nurtured? I, I would choose the independence, the nurturing of my independence over over the oven gloves mm. all the time. I was going to say that our mum is Indian heritage and it's a very patriarchal kind of society she comes from. And like her, you know, her, her eldest sisters never taught mm. to read. You know, they were illiterate. They were just expected to child rear and do that kind of thing. I think that plays into it too. Like boys, mm. boys need to be looked after. You know, they're, they're special. You know, I mean, just if you talk about this contextually, Indian society is massively oppresses women you know they're like they you know if you have a female fetus and you're bought it in india yeah, this is not uncommon right yeah. so there's a legacy of that in the guyanese society mm. absolutely and there's definitely an element of athena getting in the kitchen boys go and play video games because i have a lot of cultural respect for where my mom comes from that's probably makes me less 
angry and more understanding of it or even though it is it is ridiculous yeah, now even yeah. like our brother is 50 and the way my mum talks about this 50 year old actually sometimes it makes me vomit like mm. it's just vile mm. <laughs> it's just like he's 50 years old he's half a century yeah. old yeah. Uh, you know you get 50 runs at the cricket that's a good bloody innings <laughs> do you know what I mean 50 it's just wild that she still can't get out of this and he's the firstborn yeah. so you know I don't think she will ever really get out of this kind of mothering, maternal kind of pandering, patronizing thing. But I don't, I don't, the other thing with me is she doesn't do it with me because I don't welcome it. Mm. So even, I'm going to see you on Saturday. She's like, do you want me to cook? And it's like, no, like, I'm just coming to see you. I mean, I'm going to see you on a Sunday too. It's like, why don't we need to cook two days in a row? Like, what are you, like, Carvista? Do you yeah. know? It's just like... <laughs> So I don't, I think I spent so long resisting it. She's kind of sort of given up on trying to be very, that, that way inclined with me as well. Which I feel, I feel a bit bad about because that's what she gets a lot of purpose from that. And I've kind of, I'm yeah. kind of denying her this thing that makes her really happy. But it's like, I don't want this woman with the whole yeah. arthritis and her bad shoulder in the kitchen <laughs> for two hours. So how close are you? Oh, that's interesting. It's weird. I would say... It, we're close, but probably not by other people's definition of close. We don't talk every day, for example. We don't really video call often and stuff. Mm. But it's not. It's like it's a closeness that is is what we're, that we're familiar with. Does that make sense? Yeah. But if you have a problem, do you phone the other one? No, I don't think we do. we we wouldn't. I don't think we like we've come closer since we both had daughters. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Like I actually looked to Athena to you know guide me on. A lot of things like I get her trying to get her advice and things and things like that. But in general, now if I have a problem, etc., no, I wouldn't really phone Athena at all. So how often do you speak? Oh, messaging. We message quite a bit, but like the speaking-wise, maybe once a month we will try and do a video call or try and a video call so that two cousins can speak see each other. Yeah. But then time difference is really hard when from Australia. And also, like something we haven't really raised is that Seth went to university and never really came back home. He just lived away from, and then I stayed at home. So this distance isn't like, oh my God, how am I going to live without him? Like I hadn't lived, I haven't lived with Seth for, you know, nearly 20 years now. But when he went to university, how did you feel? Fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I think they're normal. No, I know. Sorry. Oh. We have a very uh, intense yeah. relationship. Yeah. And I think we are learning a lot about it. Yeah. Let's talk about your relationship, guys. This no, is just... It's it's <laughs> no, it is. He didn't get on as kids. So Hated I am fascinated to hear what is a very balanced and mm. normal yeah. brother-sister. And lots of people are like that. I think we started doing this podcast because people always ask what it's like to work together. And I thought we would get interviews and you guys would be shouting and saying, I'm never forgiving you. And you're not. And we're asking these questions and people are just going, yeah, yeah, it's cool, man. And more, it's cool. And, I'm like, what? And of course, there's, like, as we said, big age gaps between some siblings. But fundamentally, <laughs> it's much calmer. Yeah. And, and I'm going to point the finger. But, you know, she's the troubled one. Oh. So I think this is going to be very therapeutic for us. Is there anything you wish you had from each other? Any trait you wish you had from each other? Uh, Seth, I know you said book reading, but any more? I wish we lived closer together. I, I listen to a podcast quite a lot and I kind of wish I could just have those discussions with her mm. and kind of, you know, have get more of her insights because the way she looks at things I find amazing and that outlook of things she looks at I just find so interesting and I wish I had more mm. of that kind of, maybe that kind of frame my brain to kind of challenge different thoughts and different kind of opinions and 
then learn more about them. So what what is your brain filled with, Seth? Logical stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I see everything very logically. And I see it, I'm very, like, is it pragmatic and things. And things. I, don't, I, f- I find it hard to, look, you know, see things from up above. I'm always kind of in the detail. And that's basically my job, for example. And maybe that's something I want to do more mm. of is to take a step back and look yeah. at things from a yeah. kind of higher level. Yeah. And Athena, what do you wish you had from Sarah? Oh, I think I wish I was a bit more spontaneous. So, like, I'm happy that I spent most of my life in London, but it would have been, there was probably a window of opportunity in my 20s, maybe, to kind of go out a bit more. Like, as in, not go out literally, but like maybe be abroad or work abroad. And with what I did for a living before comedy, I definitely would have been able to travel with those skills. What did you do? I was, um, I did loads of things, but I was fundamentally a project manager. You know, that's the umbrella that covered all the things that I used to do. It would have been, not easy, but it would have been a possibility for me to maybe spend one or two years in another country doing something. So I feel like I missed that opportunity now, especially with my mum getting older and having a kid. So yeah, I wish I'd been a bit more spontaneous and a bit more gregarious in my teens. You know, like I was, like I said, it's because I was quite, it took me a long while to deal with my introversion. I probably missed out on, I said no to a lot of stuff as a teenager which I hope my daughter does. Mm. But, yeah, no, of course. You know, it's different I wish when it's I... the kid, when it's your kid. Yeah, she has to say no. She has to say no to all her friends. But I said no. I didn't say no to everything. It's funny now because I'm still... I've recently, as in the last two or three years, reconnected with my old school friends. And they just talk about all the things, they, some of the things they got up to and some, some of the things I was there for and some of the things I wasn't. And I was like, oh, damn, I should have just gone in it, you know. Seth, what do you think of Athena's job? Are you shocked knowing that she was this sort of bookish introvert? She didn't ever told me that she was going to be a comedian. I just found out from a friend of mine. As a friend of mine? No. Yeah. No, I just got... How did that work? I was, I was in Bristol and a friend of mine said, do you know your sister's a comedian? I was like, what? And she showed me like no. a video on the internet. <laughs> and I was like, and then I went, I spoke to her. I was like, you're a comedian? And she's like, yeah, I've been doing it for a few months. And so I was like, oh, wow, yeah. Really? And then... um. As I've obviously seen her performance after that, it's now I'm used to it. But at the time, it was kind of it was very surprising because yeah, she was quite introverted and quite quiet, and you know didn't say a few words. But just all of a sudden, they realised that that was what was going on. She was having this observation of what was going on, and that's you know from listening to how comedians think about what they think of the different ways of actually. Some people think of things very literally, like I do, and they'll see the kind of the comedy in something, and the kind of you know, um, what's the word? Like they'll see just kind of a different aspect of it and able to relay it in sort of comedic way. And then obviously watching that, I just found it remarkable and amazing. Sorry, but why did you not tell Seth when you first started? I, I didn't really tell anyone because okay. I've, when I started doing comedy, it was it was with a genuine vision to, to become a comedian, have it a career path. It wasn't just, oh, I'm going to try comedy. Mm. Oh, I'm doing comedy. And I always felt like... And I still feel this to this day, like when you, the first time you, you, you perform stand-up comedy, like you're not a comedian when you do that. You're literally an apprentice and you're learning. So I kind of felt like I can't tell people I'm a comedian if I'm funny. And then, I, and then, okay, I'm funny now. Well, I can't tell people I'm a comedian if I'm getting paid. Okay, fine. I can't really tell people I'm a comedian if I'm getting paid more. Because <laughs> your first pay is like 20 quid for 10 minutes or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it became this thing where I became really conscious of, I was always really aware of, 
well, not always, because when you get into it, you haven't got a clue, but I, I realised very early on that there's this pathway towards being a comedian and it's not really something you are, it's something you kind of earn. Okay. And I did, no, no shade on anyone that's starting, but you do get people who start comedy and they build a website and <laughs> they call a comedian. They're on Twitter going, I'm a comedian! I've got a bit too much respect for the craft. So it wouldn't be to anyone because it's for the basic reason that when you're on the open mic circuit, you're, you're not a comedian, actually. Sorry, you're not. Sorry, guys. <laughs> you're just somebody and you're learning your craft and you're... And, and also, I was really conscious that I would perform comedy and then I would see someone who was better than me, obviously, because they'd been going for longer. And I'd be like, I can't tell my friends I'm a comedian when there's this guy who's been going for three years who's incredible or whatever. So I was always really conscious of, you know, where I was at when I started. It's weird because my partner's a comedian and the amount of graft that my partner put in, I mean, literally put his life, you know, his life stopped for years. Mm. And there's a lot of young comics that sort of don't think... And it takes years it takes to hone years. your voice, as you said, respecting the craft. I'm, I'm only now a good comedian, yeah, I would exactly. say. I always say I started in 2012 and I got good in 2015. That's when I got good at comedy. I only quit my full-time job last November. Yeah. I was working, I was still doing project management on some yeah. level until last, until last November, and then it got un- unsustainable. Even when I was doing quite well, I was like, I'm still going to keep my job, I think. Totally, totally. So I never told anyone because I was still doing my day job, and that was what was paying my bills. So I didn't think I needed to tell people I was a comedian. It was as simple as that. Not, that was what it was. Have you ever been embarrassed by each other? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I'm just trying to think. Do you know something? It's hard for some. It's going to sound really bad. It's hard for somebody who does what you expect them to do to embarrass you. You know what I mean? Like, if you expect them to go get drunk and be sick, yeah. that's not embarrassing yeah. because it's what they've just done it so much. That's true, I have. I'm, I'm a metaphobic, by the way, so I can't even talk about it. Literally can't even talk about it. Oh, okay. It. Well, we won't, we, won't, we won't talk about it anymore. Yeah. But that's... It's always memorable. There's always a quant- there's always something I do it when I don't need- I don't have to well not when I have to actually when I least want it to happen that's when it happens. But Seth, you're n- there's nothing about Athena that you're embarrassed no, about. No, not nothing at all. <gasps> I can think of a time. I can think of a time you embarrassed me. What? When we went to Ghana for the first time, so our dad's Ghanaian, and we went to Ghana for the first time when we were... 18? Uh, 17 yeah. slash 18, so yeah, 18. So it was after our A-levels. Now, God bless Ghana Airways, it doesn't exist anymore. No, so this is Ghana International Airways. So, um, you know, interesting airline in that it was shit. And it was one of those airlines where if you, if you book a flight for Tuesday, you're going home on a Friday. It's one of those ones. And on the way yeah. back, we were getting... We were due to arrive, like, the day before our A-level results or something. And then our flight got delayed and like literally by over 24 hours. So we had to call our dad and go back to our auntie's house and stuff. And we had to call our mom and stuff. And I was like, this is not a big deal, no big deal. And he was, and you were making a really big deal because like, you're like, I want to open my exam results with my friends. I can't believe this. I can't believe this. <laughs> I'm in this airport thinking to myself, what a wanker. Like, actually, we're in the motherland. Like, who gives a fuck? I remember um, this. And, I just, I, I, and if you don't remember that, yeah, because it was a long time ago, but I just remember, like, our two reactions. To, I was very much, the flight's delayed. It's Ghana International Airways. Of course it's delayed. And your reaction was, 
oh, this is so ridiculous. Oh my God. I went over, I don't get to have that moment with my friends now. And you bombed your A-levels anyway. So it was like, you know, all that fuss for nothing. So, so it was like. And how did you, how were your results, Athena? They were great. I got two A's and a B. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, brilliant. I bomb my results. What did you get? I can't remember, what did you get? A, B, C, D. That's good. Yeah, it was, it, yeah, that wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. I, I'm exaggerating. I can't, I can't remember that. At all. It, I just remember really clearly feeling like you look like a spoiled British brat. Like, literally. <laughs> it's just ludicrous. I think I just missed the night out. So, a, a final question. Is there anything that you want to say to each other that you've never said before? <laughs> never said before? Mm. Oh. Um, I've always admired the way you don't feel the need to do your hair. <laughs> That's profound. I, I've done my hair. What are you talking about? It's very admirable. <laughs> you know how long it takes to comb an afro? Yes, I do. I have a daughter with one. Like, yeah. yeah. I know exactly how long it takes. Oh, thank you then. I don't know what to say to that. Seth, you've got to say something equally moving. Moving? No, you can say anything. You don't have to say anything. But if there was... Oh, someone... oh no. I don't, maybe not. I don't say often how proud I am of my sister and how kind of, I think that... As in, like, I, I'm always in awe of everything she achieves and everything she does. And it is just amazing. And I think I just, you know, I don't think I say that often to her. And I just want to say that. Said, yeah. Oh, can I say something? What, another thing? Yeah. Oh, it has to be positive. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. Not at all. It can say, it can say anything. Oh, so I got into running in my mid 20s and I, I loved it. And I just, you know, it's, it's something I, I regret not being able to do at the moment just due to time. And then one day, Seth goes, oh, I'm going to do a half marathon. I'm like, cool. And he does it in 90 minutes. That is impressive. What a fucking bastard. Like, yeah, my that's whole, not fair, though. Yeah. That's, no, just, that's, that's just out of all... That's just rude. What? That, and, I, and I'd been doing them. And I, I think I got down to, like, 145, maybe 140. And he just goes, does it in 90 minutes. <laughs> and, I, that, and running had been a big part of my life up until that point. And I was just... I never told you how disrespectful I that was. I hear that. Because I'm a runner. I hear that. <laughs> I never. <laughs> it's just rude. Just sit down for ten minutes. Look at your watch and be like, "Oh, you know what? I bet, yeah, let me let me keep it social." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember I did it, and you were really annoyed. I have a shoebox full of medals, worthless, <laughs> worthless. Overnight, became worthless. I feel yeah. your pain. This has been a Little Wonder production. Logo artwork from Kathy Mason. Voice from Melanie Walters. Music from Rodri Viney. Special thanks to Beth Forrest, Steve Pickup, Sam Roberts, Henry Whittacombe and Joe Williams. Other podcasts from Little Wonder include Here to Judge and Welcome to Spooktown. Subscribe now on iTunes, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. But Seth, you're the king of sick. That's, that's a really nice title.